Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today I want to talk about an interesting observation uh, put forth in a publication called Fair Observer. Uh, and I'll leave the link so you can check this out for yourself. Uh, and this uh, Fair Observer publication, it deals with, uh, uh, it tries to point, it tries to give you a, a realistic view of what's really happening by eliminating the uh, fake news that seems to uh, permeate throughout mainstream news these days. Uh, and anyway, it was written by uh, Ran Chakrabarty, and uh, it's a very interesting piece about the new legislation, the uh, 2024 National Defense Authorization Act bill, which, as I've talked about before on this podcast, contains some very interesting uh, uh, discussion with regard to UFOs and uh, recovered uh, extraterrestrial non-human intelligent technology, all that kind of stuff. It was put forward in the Senate uh, by Chuck, or excuse me, by uh, the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and uh, he gets into this uh, bill here, uh, and it's very interesting. He, and he says, and it's this is true, and I I agree with this. It says this just could be the most important piece of legislation ever drafted in human history, with incendiary consequences. It will potentially answer once and for all whether or not we are alone in the universe. Now, I just want to stop there for a second. Of course, as everyone knows, I'm already of the opinion that we are not alone in this universe uh, based on everything I've researched and, and of course, my own experiences, as I'm sure a lot of you out there feel the same way. But uh, this bill really could be uh, the beginning of the... Uh, what, what for, for the uh, for the rest of the world finding out finally realizing that yes there is something here among us uh but anyway i'm going to uh, uh skip through here a little bit it says here when you see it the bill your scrolling immediately pauses with first thought of wait a minute did i read that correctly the division in question is described as the unidentified anomalous phenomena disclosure act of 2023 so what does the Unidentified Anomalous Disclosure Act of 2023 actually say? There are no prizes for guessing what it might be associated with following recent sworn testimony by David Grush, Dave, David Fravor, and Ryan Graves before Congress earlier this summer on the subject of strange goings-on in the skies, crashed craft from other worlds, and biologics described as non-human in origin. Evidently, members of Congress have followed up on Grush's multiple responses along the lines of, I can't answer that now in public, but can do so behind closed doors. Those meetings appear to have taken place, and those few members of Congress who are security cleared to attend those meetings must have reached some astonishing conclusions. Yes, they must have. I've, I've pointed this out uh, numerous times uh, in recent podcasts, actually for a while now, uh, throughout this year, that the Congress must have seen something. Or they would not be putting forth uh, stuff like this. And he also makes a, another point later on where he says uh, in this article where uh, the, the, the reality that of the situation is, is that there's no way that this bill could have been just slapped together in five minutes. right? This had to take time. This was something that's been in the works for a while. It's just not something you come, come up with in 24 hours. It's too complex for something like that. So obviously the Congress has, uh, whatever they, some of these members of Congress have seen behind closed doors, uh, has spurred them to put this legislation together because they realize that there most certainly is something going on that's uh, above their, that they, they're not getting to see and that the public is not getting to see. Anyway, uh, we'll continue with this article. It says... <clears throat> The, introductor, uh, the introductory sections of the act hit, hit you like an express train. Section 9002, 
A4 states that legislation is necessary because credible evidence and testimony indicates that federal government unidentified anomalous phenomena records exist and have not been declassified or subject to mandatory declassification review. Obviously, something has happened. Let me stop there for a second. Obviously, something has happened in the past, as we all know. Uh, there had to be something that happened in the past that has allowed this. That, that has there's who knows if it was uh, something that was signed by a uh, a former president in, in the in the 50s 60s 70s maybe nixon uh, there's been some talk about that that he helped uh with this whatever it is this cover-up uh, to, to make sure that these records never uh, the most important records never meet the light of day never are, are ever put forth forward for the public to scrutinize we just don't know but anyway let's continue here it says the act provides for the disclosure of technologies of unknown origin and evidence of, quote, non-human intelligence, end quote. Just pause for a minute. If Congress legislated for hobgoblins, dwarves, hobbits, dragons, and orcs, you would think that they had lost the plot, right? By inference, it must have seen evidence in relation to the existence of those hobgoblins, dwarves, hobbits, dragons, and orcs, or why legislated in detail in relation to them. Can you see where this is heading? <laughs> so stop there. Exactly. I mean, for all the people out there, in fact, a lot of people in the mainstream news are just not seeing this. They cannot see it. They're not. They're not recognizing how important this language in the in this legislation is. I mean, they are saying, I mean, if they're, they're not going to do this unless they they feel like for sure that there's something going on. Obviously, they've seen things that the public has not seen yet, or they would not have ever put something like this forward. There's just no possible way. Anyway, continuing here, it says, to emphasize the point, word searches for, quote, unidentified anomalous phenomena, end quote, tally 169 counts in the bill's text and references to, quote, non-human tally 26 on the other hand, tinfoil hat, in whatever spelling, appears nowhere, and neither does conspiracy or alien, except in the unrelated legal sense of those terms. This is serious business. Evidently, Congress is not concerned with crackpots and sci-fi enthusiasts, but with extraterrestrial intelligence and technology themselves. Yeah, that's true. They have to be. Obviously, they know, they know something. Congress, people in Congress have seen enough that they're convinced they're convinced there's no way they would ever have put this forward. No, there's just no way. They're convinced. They're not going to make incredible fools out of themselves, despite what debunkers or some mainstream pundits might say, or you know, people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, or whatever these people say, it doesn't matter because the reality is, is that Congress has seen things that these people have not, and they are acting on that. Anyway, continuing here, it says, so just what evidence does Congress think might be out there? We can glean some insight from the disclosure procedures, from, from the exceptions to those procedures that Congress has carved out, and from how the bill describes the information and artifacts concerned. And then he has a subhead here, disclosure, with a question mark. Section 9004 of the Act sets up a record collection in the National Archive of all records that the government may have on the subject of unidentified anomalous phenomena. That's great, you might think, but it might wind up empty if government departments claim that they have absolutely nothing in their records to contribute. In that regard, Section 9005 is quite interesting. Each government office would have to identify and organize their records on the subject and prepare such records for inclusion in the National Archive with an additional provision preventing their destruction, alteration, or mutilation in any way. Let me just stop there for one second. Now, this bill has not passed yet. 
I have concerns, and I'm sure there's a lot of people within the UFO community who have concerns that some of these records, if that they're if they're not already destroyed, they're 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 going to going to be destroyed. Uh, you would imagine you could I could imagine easily that the people responsible for keeping this cover up. Uh, for maintaining maintaining this cover up for so long, uh, are seeing the writing on the wall and realize, well, look at, we have these records, and these records are the only thing that could, uh, one of the only things that could possibly prove what we know. If we got rid of them now, there's no legislation out there that, uh, no no law out there says we can't. So what if they just say they got rid of them and we don't have anything? So that's always a concern that I have, and who knows? For all we know, all the records on Roswell, all the film that was taken, everything could have been destroyed. I, I, I would, I, I have trouble believing that somebody would be that terrible to do something like that. But you just, you just never know. But anyway, continuing, it says, but what about the really sensitive stuff? There's a fur- further catch in the provision speaking to records pending review, which seems to suggest that whatever data dumps might occur are likely to be very benign, with the more ster- serious stuff being constantly cued with mysterious reasons for delay. Still, Section 9005C does say that within 300 days of the date of enactment of the Act, the head of each government department has to review, identify, and organize each record of anomalous phenomena for disclosure to the public review by a board created by the act and transmission to the national archive but this uh, so basically they're telling them they're going to have a certain amount of time all the department government department heads are going to have to put together some all the documentation they have on this subject review it organize it identify what it is uh and then and then it's going to be put before this nine member panel which we'll talk about later uh and then it's also going to have to be placed into the national archive But anyway, continuing. But disclosure doesn't just apply to government records. The Act defines a close observer as anyone who has come into close proximity to unidentified anomalous phenomena or non-human intelligence and a, quote, controlling authority, end quote, means any federal, state, or local government department, presumably even including the sheriff's office in Roswell, commercial company, academic institution, or private sector entity in physical possession of technologies of unknown origin or biological evidence of non-human intelligence. So it actually is talking to the people directly who have come in contact with this materials, uh, alien bodies, uh, recovered craft. They need to uh, uh, apply. This applies to them too. Uh, it's not just government records. They they uh, they need to come forward and let the let Congress, let the National Archives, let this Board of Review know what they know. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyway, continuing here, 
and says these are quite wide-ranging definitions and will no doubt spook private sector entities who have been alleged to have such materials in their possession, though the inclusion of, quote, physical, end quote, in the definition of controlling authority also makes it quite narrow. If a corporation had such material, an astute lawyer would advise its transfer to an offshore shell company in order to argue that they don't possess it, avoiding difficult questions about how they got it. The definition should perhaps be expanded to include records relating to such material, which will inevitably run the risk of destruction, and possession by entities in foreign jurisdictions over which American companies exercise control. So uh, this guy's making the argument that this maybe this bill's not little not tough enough. So they, if there's things that some of these private corporations might be hiding, sitting on right now, they might just right now they be in the process of moving that stuff out of here, out of this country, put it someplace else where it's off limits, and then there's nothing we can do about it. So they need to change that language uh, to, to address that, that issue. And they probably will. I'm sure that I'm sure that there are people in Congress who are going to become aware of this uh, of this article if they already aren't if they already haven't come to this conclusion yet they're going to figure this out because obviously they're starting to realize that there has been this cover up all, all all these years there's no question uh, and anyway the next subhead here says preventing disclosure aside from these possible loopholes section uh, sections of the act address the possibility that some material may remain concealed in that regard paragraph di of section 9005c is a critical provision when deciding to disclose the head of each government department shall determine whether the unidentified anomalous phenomenon records are covered by the standards for postponement of public disclosure the act establishes a board to review such cases naturally in these circumstances you can easily imagine that the files would be carted off to the board and never never actually see the light of day yeah so that's that's a concern Section 9006 basically says that disclosure can be postponed if there's clear and convincing evidence that the threat to military defense, intelligence operations, or conduct of foreign relations posed by the public disclosure of anomalous phenomena record is of such gravity that it outweighs the public interest of disclosure. Well, let me just say this right now. Of course, they're going to come to that conclusion every time now, aren't they? I mean... Uh, they could always just say, we can't let the public know about this. This would cause panic. This would cause disaster. I mean, people will go crazy. We can't do this. This is, this is, this is going to hurt our national uh, security. This is going to, uh, who knows how it's going to, uh, uh, it's going to, uh, all, how it's going to uh, affect foreign relations. You know, they, they could come up with all kinds of excuses. So there's, it seems like there are some loopholes in here. In that bill, at the same time, it is important. The fact that the, that this bill even exists is the part is the point, though, that I think uh, uh, people need to start uh, taking into consideration. And it continues here. It says, "This is the logical paradox we continue to find ourselves in when we talk about little green men and flying saucers." Um, uh, of course, I don't appreciate the use of little green men because it still makes it sounds ridiculous. But this is a serious article, nonetheless. Other than that, if it's real, then it's obviously a national security issue and can't be disclosed. If it can't be disclosed, then by inference, it is real. And if it can't be disclosed, then the very evidence that proves that they exist is withheld from public public scrutiny. So yeah, that is the paradox that we are in. I mean, they could always just say, "Hey, we can't release this to the public because look at what's going to happen." We can't do this. It can't be disclosed. The public can't deal with this, which I think they can. I don't agree with that. I think, of course, there'll be some people who are going to crack up a little bit, but for the most part, the public deserves to know the truth about their place in this universe. Uh, Continuing here, 
It says the review board itself will make the contentious determination of whether disclosure needs to be postponed. Section 9007, which governs the process, is a very dense piece of drafting and requires multiple readings to see the wood and not the trees. Essentially, we can summarize it as follows. The board's nine members are appointed by none other than the, none other than the President of the United States with the advice and consent of the Senate and shall be suitably qualified, security cleared, and without conflict of interest. Whether the review board reaches decisions by majority or unanimity, it is not is not abundantly clear. But those, but but who those nine members may be is obviously going to be fundamental to the decision making they might be capable or incapable of. Depending on the background of the appointees selected, their views may naturally align align with or potentially oppose embedded positions within the Department of Defense or the Pentagon. So yes, it's going to be very important about who goes on that nine-member panel. But you have to wonder, even if you put on people that uh, have studied UFOs for a long time, like say, I suggest that someone like a historian, they say a historian should be on that board, on that nine-member panel. I think someone like Richard Dolan should be approached. He should, somebody who, who studied this, who understands the implications, who's thought about this for a long time. People who are who haven't called it silly for uh, for 25 years. People who have actually studied this should be on that panel. Uh, and they should be the people who determine whether uh, make decisions on this and vote on things like this and whether things should be made public or not. But you have to wonder, it would be interesting, wouldn't it? If you have people, if you if say you did have people like that, and say they still came to the conclusion that the public cannot know, that would be telling. That would be very scary, wouldn't it? Uh, but anyway, I digress. Continuing here, it says, irrespective of the decision of the review board, ultimately under Section nine thousand and nine C four B, the review board has to give the president contemporaneous notice of its determination, and the president has the sole ability to require the disclosure or even the postponement of disclosure of records. The buck stops with the president. It would appear. So yes, ultimately, uh, this nine member there, there could be information that's provided to this night from a. Uh, uh, from some department within the government about UFOs and recovered craft and a- dead alien bodies, it could be given. That information could be could could be provided to this nine-member board that's appointed by the Senate, that approved by the Senate and, and uh, ultimately appro- uh, uh, approved by the president. And that board could look at it and decide, well, okay, we think it should be made public. This stuff, and then the president could look at it, and that, the president would make the final decision, and and that would be a big decision to make, wouldn't it? Uh, especially if it finally ends this cover-up, if it finally brings to light the truth to the public that, yes, uh, there has been a cover-up for a long time. I I think what needs to happen is that the the people that have been covering this up need to start coming up with their excuses. That's what they need to do. Come up with some good ones. It doesn't matter. As long as, you know, something that the public could accept. I mean, obviously, uh, what they're going to say is that we we are afraid about uh, what the implications were of we we want, we wanted to study this privately like this. We thought it, we thought it best to keep it away from the public uh, be, for for all this time because uh, we were not sure what these beings are up to. We needed to you know keep that uh, under wraps because of national security implications. That's what they're probably going to say. Things like that. Uh, and that's I'm sure that they already have some excuses lined up, but I'm or they, they better figure that part out. I hope they already have it figured out. We'll see. And then the next subhead here says alien technology and bodies. Of course, we don't know what kind of material the act, if passed, might uncover, but we can infer some quite extraordinary things from the act's provisions and definitions. 
To get all closet Roswell conspiracy theorists excited, the act refers to, quote, legacy programs, end quote, meaning all federal, state, and local government, commercial industry, and private sector endeavors to collect, exploit, or reverse engineer technologies of unknown origin or examine biological evidence of living or deceased non-human intelligence that predate the act. And of course, the term unidentified anomalous phenomena includes what we would historically call, call flying saucers or UFOs. Now, of course... Uh, there's most certainly something that crashed in Roswell that can uh, a, a craft of some sort that contained beings that were not of this earth, just as many witnesses have have expressed over the decades. Uh, so uh, we'll see. I mean, if, if I mean, are we going to get these things? I mean, the, again, all of it will get presented to this board, and then ultimately, whoever the president is will make that decision as to West whether or not uh, the public should uh, be given this information. Continuing here. Uh, uh, if the earlier parts of the act aren't jaw-dropping enough, then Section 910 will have your eyeballs on stocks. The provision begins with the statement that the federal government, quote, shall exercise eminent domain over any and all recovered technologies of unknown origin and biological evidence of non-human intelligence that may be controlled by private persons or entities in the interest of the public good. All such material, presuming it exists, shall be made available to the review board for examination. Following such examination, the review board shall determine whether it constitutes technology of an unknown origin or biological evidence of non-human intelligence and whether it qualifies for, pro- for postponement of disclosure. Now, this is, it, is, it is a jaw-dropping provision because... Uh, this is this to me, why, why would you have this in there unless you, you must, those Congress people must have seen stuff. Other, otherwise, this kind of provision wouldn't be in this in this bill. I mean, think about what they're saying here. I mean, basically, it's almost a, to what a lot of us have 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 suspected for a long time. Basically, uh, somehow there are private entities that are studying this. Uh, that's what's going on. And, and but the government, the federal government, acts as basically bodyguard to this. Uh, there's no question that early on in the early days of recovering uh, crashed UFOs, it was the Army, the U.S., uh, the Army Air Forces, the Army uh, entities like that. Then, then of course, the U.S., the United States Air Force throughout the late 40s and 50s when these things would happen. There would have to, most certainly would be government. But at some point, a lot of this stuff had to be passed on to uh, private corporations and they were studying it. And then at some point, I believe, I think that this is what's possible now. I believe that the teams that are sent out to recover this are basically teams that are from uh, from private corporations uh, and maybe provide and they, and they might be pro, uh, provided some military assistance basically to cordon off areas and stuff like that I believe that the military the Pentagon has some sort of a deal that probably a lot of people in Congress don't know about and somehow this was allowed uh, this was a, this somehow this this uh, permission was granted long time in the past uh, by per, like some sort of a majestic 12 board and or a president and it's been going on for a long time now and because they felt it was so important that this needed to be kept secret that not even presidents or or congress should be completely totally briefed on it i think that that's what's something like that is what's been going on but anyway continuing here with this article it says that the provision stops there begs further questions it's not clear what eminent domain means and it's not clear whether private persons or entities are to be construed to 
include legal persons like corporations. It's an extraordinary provision, potentially suggesting a naturalization or expropriation of such technologies and biological evidence by the federal government. If so, the obvious question is how a private company or entity came into possession of such material in the first place. And it is worth underlining that controlling entities in possession of technologies of unknown origin or biological evidence of non-human intelligence, as defined in the act, include the private sector. Yeah, the private sector, they, 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 obviously Congress has uh, seen some things. They've understand some things. A lot of things that, of course, uh, historians into, into the UFO cover-up have, have understood for a long time. Yes, there's no question that private corporations are involved. And Congress seems to know this now. The Congress is basically, this is almost to me, this whole thing, this, this whole bill is almost like admitting that, that this is what's going on. Or they would not be putting this together. Just like this writer points out, if it would have been dwarves and, and, and elves or, or and, and goblins, hobgoblins, if it would have been something like that, everyone would, everyone, what the hell's wrong with the Congress? But but it's, but it, but it is extraterrestrial, non-human intelligence. They are doing that. That's because there's something to it. And yet the mainstream is not catching on to this. This is like one of the biggest... It is. This is one of the most important pieces of legislation of all time because it tells, not only is it uh, trying to set uh, the ball in motion to finally end this cover-up, but it's telling you a story. It's telling telling you something. And you read between the lines and you understand, obviously, there's something been going on. Anyway, continuing here. It says, in this tacit acknowledgement that the government has offloaded crash retrieval material to the private sector for the purpose of reverse engineering... Yes, it is tacit. That's what, that's what it is. It has to be. What else could it be? Anyway, continuing. If so, then it begs the question as to who actually owns the material in question and any derivative de- derivative products from it. Does documentation account for the transfer of, of ownership or conditions attached to it? What intellectual property rights have arisen from that material? Have they been registered? By whom? Yes. There are so many questions. This has all been done secret, behind the closed doors, away from the purview of the Congress. And they're starting to understand. They understand it now. They know. They know enough that they that they they've written this bill, and this bill has obviously been in the works for a long time. Uh, continuing here, it says a further point for reflection. The act assumes that potential possession of biological evidence of non-human intelligence is in fact dead. But what if it were alive? On one legal basis, does the detention of non-human intelligence rest? And with that, and with what oversight conditions, and by whom? What legal rights should it have? One could suggest that if contact was benign, then treatment parallel to diplomatic representatives would be intuitively appropriate. If the contact was malevolent, then treatment in accordance with applicable criminal law on detention would be the intuitive uh, parallel. Essentially, the act does not contemplate a scenario and the consequences where non-human intelligence is found alive and the Pandora's box that it opens. So that, let me just stop there. That's a great, this guy points that this is good i mean they need to include something like that what about creatures that are alive what are you doing with them what what's uh should congress know about those i believe so should the public know about that yes of course they should anyway continuing the next subhead says here a historic document uh, and I'm going to skip through it for a little bit here. It says, for the first time in history, we are seeing a piece of legislation that is likely going to become law, with no doubt last-minute revisions to potentially water down the consequences of it, that tacitly assumes at its starting point that, far from us being alone in the universe, parts of that universe may already have been and continue to be here. 
By analogy to hobgoblins, dwarves, hobbits, dragons, and orcs, it's absolutely inconceivable that Congress would legislate about a subject in the absence of evidence to suggest that its subject matter requires regulation. To say that the act is, quote, out of this world, end quote, is a metaphor that just also happens, for perhaps the first time ever, to relate to its subject matter. Though the congressional hearings of July 2023 have obviously catalyzed this the timing of it the act must have been in the drafting pipeline for some considerable time you can't just magically conjure up something of this detail and complexity without a substantial lead time with review and commentary by relevant stakeholders let me just that's exactly true that's exactly what we're talking about here there's no way it took a long time to put this bill together so they've known for a while not long before david crush sat at that table along with uh, ryan graves and david fravor and continuing here, it says, even though the structured processes within the act will be fairly familiar for any constitutional lawyer, its subject matter is evidently not. Perhaps the closest analogy for private law is that of how we deal with confidential information and to whom it can be disclosed. On that analogous note, the mechanics of any determination by the review board are going to be absolutely critical. If it discloses, then who knows what the consequences might be. If it fails to disclose, we implicitly infer that the only reason for blocking disclosure is the very fear of what those consequences will be. Exactly. Exactly. If this once this if this all this bill passes, and then you, and then that board was to look at something, and then oh, okay, we're not going to disclose that. Then people are going to be wondering is that's going to sound worse than it, what than what we may have even feared. Anyway, continuing, it is on that note what the consequences might be that we should further reflect. The purpose of the act might very well be to establish the truth about a subject that has long been ridiculed, but the reality of what we may discover will have its own ineluctable consequences. Who of us are ready for that? Well, let me tell you something. I'm already there, man. There's a lot of us already there. I know there's some people that aren't ready for it, but I think they'll handle it. They'll deal with it just like anybody else. Just like, you know, over the decades, there's always been these people. You always see, you see them all the time. I never believed in this stuff before until I saw it. Now I believe it. Yeah, they're okay. They're all right, except for the, the, the ridicule that they face. But other, other than that, they're still, they still live their lives, right? Now, some people's lives got ruined over the ridicule and everything like that. But once you come out with the truth, what really, what's, what's, what's going to be the problem? There's people that never thought, gave, give second thoughts about these kind of things, UFOs, extraterrestrials, and then they encounter them, right? They have, a, they have an experience. You see it all the time, right? I never believed in that stuff. Just for recent, uh, the Las Vegas alien story. I know some people are still uh, not sure if that's real or not. I still believe that that was real. Uh, but those, pe- those people, I never thought about that stuff before. I didn't think it was real, but now they do because they had an experience. There's, there's stories like this. Uh, for decades now, ever since we started uh, noticing these things, since the, since the 40s. I never thought this stuff could be true. I always thought it was nonsense, but now, whoa, yeah, yeah it's real. It's just time to, time to end this nonsense. It's time to blow the lid off this uh, whole uh, cover-up because we're all sick of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think this is, I think what this guy's pointing out, this, this could be uh, the most important piece of legislation of all time that's ever been drafted. I, I have to agree with it. I thought this was a very good article. Uh, now, uh, I'll, I'll leave the link so you can check it out for yourself. Uh, I highly recommend it. Okay, moving on. Uh, I want to talk about an article that appeared in the Daily Express US, and the headline reads, Scientist warns imminent alien invasion means plan for diplomacy with ETs is needed. Uh, now, the article is taking a lot of quotes uh, from John Gertz. John Gertz is a 
president of the Foundation for Investing and Research on SETI Science and Technology, and former chairman of the board of the SETI Institute. Now, the SETI Institute, of course, is the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence Institute. Uh, I don't really agree with SETI. And I have a lot of issues with SETI because, I mean, if, if you're going to call yourself the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, why don't you look at what's here on this planet right now? There's extra, apparently extraterrestrial intelligence here right now. That's what these non-human intelligent beings are. They're here right now. But instead, the SETI Institute, uh, for decades now, basically ridicules that, that concept and believes that the only way to, that we'll ever find out about extraterrestrial intelligence uh, on, from other worlds is by listening to radio signals. And that's what they do. And by, so I have a problem with that. But let's, so let's go through this article and see what it says. Uh, uh, basically, uh, it starts with, Contrary to popular belief, interstellar space, quite literally the space between the stars, isn't just empty space. It's packed full of hydrogen and helium. And according to an increasing number of scientists, advanced alien civilizations. Well, let me just stop right there for a second. Yes, there are advanced alien civilizations out there. No doubt about it. There's no question about it. There's Some of them are here right now. Uh, a lot of us know that for a fact. Uh, continuing, one of those scientists is a man by the name of John Gertz, the author of a new paper aptly titled Interstellar Diplomacy. Gertz has been involved in the search for extraterrestrial intelligence community for years and has written a few compelling pieces for Scientific American. Although humans are not ready to embark on interstellar travel just yet, it would take tens of thousands of years to reach the nearest star, other far more advanced civilizations could be. In fact, as you read this piece, they could be on their way to us right now, hurtling toward Earth at an unimaginable speed. What are we going to do if and when they arrive? Let me tell you. Let me just stop there what we've already been doing we've been covering here's what we would here's what we're going to do what we've been doing we've been covering up the reality of this the gov governments across the world have been trying to keep this reality away from the public Gertz doesn't understand this or either that or he's playing along with the government or maybe he's part of the cover-up who knows right uh but that's diplomacy if anything has already been going on behind the scenes or perhaps we don't know we're, i don't see how you could have how could you how could you have communication with intelligent beings from other worlds They're, they'll look at it i mean it's, it would be like us having having a discussion with a, a lab rat well hey uh, what, what do you want us to do you don't mind if i stick this needle in your eye a little bit do you is that all right that's the about the, the diplomacy all, all the diplomacy you're going to have right i mean i don't see how you could do that how you could open up diplomatic relations with alien creatures this is in star wars or star trek or anything like that we're talking that that's all fantasy that's like a they they, they think in their minds a study institute this is a fantasy what they're talking about here this is like george like a whole bunch of people coming off uh the, to meet in a senate kind of setting you know uh, uh where you know you see people coming off a spacecraft arriving like jar jar binks in, in, in a robe and we're all we're all gonna sit down and talk diplomacy this is crazy. Think about how crazy this sounds. Anyway, continuing here. In the paper, Gertz argues that contact with aliens may be imminent, and for this reason, he suggests world leaders must come together and develop a formal plan for diplomacy with intelligent extraterrestrial life. This is insane. Think about this. Could they, this is why I've talked about this a number of times. That's what they really think. They really think that, they're, that we're going to be have a sit down with a bunch of extraterrestrials from all different worlds. Once we, that once they find out that we're here, they're all going to come here. Or all, it's going to be a, this big regal event. 
they, they're living in a fantasy world. This is un, unreal. This is like like a Star Trek episode where the Romulans and the Klingons and the Earthlings are all sitting down sitting down together to talk about uh, diplomacy. Come on, this is insane. This this guy's watched too much TV. Anyway, there have been no planning among among nations for the aftermath of a first detection. Writes the author. Take note of the word word aftermath, which which refers to the after effects of a significantly distressing event. <laughs> if Gertz is to be believed, a deeply unpleasant visit from extraterrestrial intelligence could be on the cards. The classic SETI paradigm has been challenged by myself and others who have argued that ET's better strategy for making contact would be to send physical probes to our solar system for that purpose, he notes. Well, that, that might be true. A lot of these beings that are coming here, for all we know, these could be, like uh, Gary Nolan suggests, biological robots, and actually the beings themselves might not be here. Uh, they might be just these are just the worker bees that are sent out to do the dirty work or whatever they're up to whatever they're doing studying us or interacting with, with us or manipulating us or whatever they're up to we don't we don't know continuing here it says with the rise of chat gb gbt uh, it's easy to imagine a much more advanced system or form of intelligent life, many times smarter than mere mortals, making contact with us, perhaps even taking over our planet. Theoretically, a technologically advanced civilization could already be familiar with the English language or all 7,000 languages currently used by humans. Why would they have any interest in learning our languages? To facilitate contact with humans, of course. Now, uh, again, I don't see this. I don't I don't. I, I think that... From what we've learned, from what we've heard from people who have been in, been in contact with extraterrestrials, they could read your mind. They don't need language, you know. Mind reading, I would imagine, there's no. It's more of a. It's a universal thing, you know. They they could figure it out what you're thinking, and it translates in their brain somehow to uh, whatever language they use, and they understand what you're saying, and you understand what they're saying. That's I. I don't think it matters, but that's just my opinion. It doesn't make me right. Anyway, according to Gertz, an alien probe might enter into dialogue with Earth in near real time rather than with a star-to-star back-and-forth measured in centuries or millennia. In other words, we should be prepared for first contact. We've already had it. Let me stop again. We've already had first contact. It's already been going on. It's been going on since at least 1947. At least. There's been contact. We've had contact with extraterrestrials. Uh, Apparently, uh, in fact, one of the Roswell uh, extraterrestrials was still alive at that crash site. And uh, we can only assume that there was some sort of effort to communicate with that being. Uh, but beyond that, as we know, there are millions of people over the decades who have encountered these beings and they have uh, communicated with them. Aerial school, did this guy not know? Does he not hear that story? Or maybe he just doesn't believe it. Anyway, continuing. Franz Vonderdunk, a professor of space law at University of Nebraska Lincoln College of Law, told Daily Express U.S. that defining interstellar diplomacy is not as easy as one might imagine. Not wanting to be facetious, but since this is not a well-established term or concept, it can be whatever you want it to mean, says the academic. However, he adds, the word diplomacy is normally understood as a tool to communicate between states, the legal word for countries or nations, in order to protect national interests and to avoid international conflict as much as possible. 
So it seems the most logical meaning of interstellar diplomacy would probably involve communication between, on the one hand, the states on Earth, possibly collectively, whether through the United Nations or otherwise, and any entity comparable to a state on Earth somewhere outside of the solar system. In short, says Vanderdunk, interstellar diplomacy does not exist yet since we have not been in touch with any such extraterrestrial entity. You're wrong. Vanderdunk is wrong. Because we have been. Uh, there's been communication. There has been communication. They've communicated with certain humans on this planet. There's no question about it. it it's happened already. But regards relating to, uh, I don't think we're on the same level to sit down and talk dip- diplomacy with extraterrestrials. I just don't think we're anywhere close to that. We're talking maybe uh, 100,000 years in the future or something. 10,000, 20,000, 30. Who knows? We're not there yet. We're not ready. We don't even know what, what, what diplomacy to extraterrestrials probably doesn't compute. Uh, for all we know, I mean, how, why, why, how, that would like, let's open up uh, diplomatic relations uh, with those ants crawling up that anthill there. Uh, what, what are we talking about here? This is insane. Uh, anyway, continuing here. However, Avi Loeb, a professor of science and director of the Institute for Theory and Computation at Harvard, urges readers to ignore the fact the term doesn't exist yet and instead focus on the possibilities of interacting with advanced alien civilizations. And here's a direct quote from. Uh, uh, Avi Loeb. He says, we should welcome the opportunity to learn from extraterrestrial visitors because they may represent our technological future. The greatest pleasure of intelligent beings is to learn the unknown, and there is no better way to accomplish that than meeting a messenger from far away. What, in his, in his opinion, would these messages look like? I have no idea, responds Loeb. I prefer not to imagine, but to explore. When you go out on a date, it is better to stay open-minded than to look at the mirror and imagine someone just like you, because you are likely to be surprised or disappointed by developing expectations ahead of time. Yes, there's a good one. That's You don't know what to expect, right? If you're going to sit down with an extraterrestrial, you're not going to know what, what to expect anyway. So you might as well not even think of it that way. I, again, I don't even know. We're, we're talking Star Wars stuff here. We're talking, we're talking Star Trek. We're talking uh, Romulans and Klingons sitting down at a table with us and, and, and talking shop. It just, it's insane. It's just not... Uh, I mean, if, if you're 100,000 years more advanced than, than uh, human beings, you're not going to sit down at a table and talk diplomacy. Well, what do you got to offer? Nothing. If they wanted to do whatever they wanted to do, they're going to do it, and there's nothing you could do about it. Anyway, continuing... Uh, but if they do come, how will we com- communicate with them? Oh, let me just stop there. We already are communicating with them. They're, they do it telepathy, with telepathy, mental uh, powers. They have that ability, and that's how communication uh, is accomplished in, in many of the cases that we've uh, all know, know about. So they need to read some books, these people. They need to read some books. After all, just because humans have mouths and we use these holes to communicate with one another this doesn't mean that advanced alien civilizations if they even exist communicate in a similar matter manner Loeb agrees uh, they do exist i know that for a fact i saw one with my own eyes there was a being i saw one anyway for this reason he thinks we might have to turn to ai for assistance we might need to employ our own artificial intelligence systems to interpret their ai systems says the israeli american theoretical physicist that's because our ai might feel kinship to their ai more than to us we have already developed an alien mind on earth in the form of large language models like chat gpt okay there you go uh yeah um yeah, I don't see again. We were talking about open, opening diplomatic relations with extraterrestrials. 
they're already here, folks. They're, they're acting like they didn't show up yet. When and I guess this is mostly coming from the SETI Institute. Yeah, it's coming. Uh, we're, we're listening for radio signals, and then one day when they come here, we'll be able to maybe, hopefully, be able to open up diplomatic relations with them. Think about how how crazy this is. Where, where are they at? Have they not seen the, the recent legislation that I just talked about in the previous article there that I was going through? Did they not see? Are they not aware of any of this stuff? I mean, why? What are they doing? What what kind of pre game of pretend are they? This is like in Mister Rogers' neighborhood, the the land of make believe for these city city goofballs. This is this is ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't know what they're thinking. I, I, I it's time for the for for SETI to like start looking at the extraterrestrial intelligence that seems to be on this planet. That there's most certainly something here, right? They need to be looking at that instead of listening for radio signals and and talking about opening up diplomatic relations. Any sort of highly advanced being that's going to come here is not going to open, be interested in opening diplomatic relations. I just don't see it. Anyway, what it seems like to me, it seems that uh, we have people who are looked upon by people in the mainstream media, like people like John Gertz, like they're the serious people, right? They're the serious people, but yet, uh, but they're not. It's, it, it's like we have this all ass backward. Right, the people who are sounding the alarm over the decades about you know, there's a cover up and there's most certainly an extraterrestrial presence here. Those people are viewed by the mainstream news, right, as as fringe and crackpot. But then there's other people like the people within SETI who are viewed as they're, they're the intelligent ones, they're the serious ones, they're the normal people the, who have uh, uh, serious ideas about extraterrestrials and the potentiality of extraterrestrials out there in the universe. When really it's the it's the opposite, right? They're looking at these these people are, are they're just not accepting the the reality. The evidence is here. They they don't look at it. They don't want to look at it. They deny it. They ridicule anybody who says they encounter these beings, and yet the, the, they're like the mainstream, that the darlings of the mainstream. These people like the the Seth Showstacks of of SETI, John Gertz the uh neil degrasse tyson these people who just deny it don't study it and just uh, and offer some uh ideas about what it might be like and we maybe we could open up diplomatic relations they're talking like out of a something out of a star trek movie it's all insane they're the insane ones they're the insane ones but yet the, the but they're the, the, the for some reason they are the darlings of the media the media always goes to them for for uh serious discussion on this topic this is not serious this is unserious. This is what these people should be doing. Instead of worrying about opening up diplomatic relations with extraterrestrials, they should be talking about the evidence that's here. There are extraterrestrials here already. They've been uh, manipulating humans. They've been uh, interacting with humans on occasion. They've been seen. Their craft have been seen millions of times right over the decades since at least uh i mean many many times since the 40s and 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 who knows how long before that but we really didn't start noticing them until the 40s they they should be interested in that aspect of it but they're not and yet they're the ones who uh for whatever reason the mainstream turns to this is nonsense this is absolute garbage anyway uh i want to say thank you again for joining me until next time <laughs>